Welcome to Quick Bites by Mind Over Food. I'm Andy Friedman, and we're going to talk with Caitlin Willis from the Holistic Wellness Group. Caitlin graduated from Emerson College with a bachelor's in television and video production. Since graduating, she has worked for nonprofit public access TV stations and has been the executive director for the public access station in Southboro since 2014. In 2001, Caitlin injured both her wrists and discovered a love for yoga to help her cope with anxiety and depression during her recovery. This anxiety and depression became overwhelming after she had an emergency C-section with her daughter, so she decided to attend a yoga class. Thus began her yoga journey, starting with attending a couple of classes, then leading to registering for yoga teacher training. She has continued that training with a certification in Yoga Shred, a certification in Holistic Nutrition, Becoming a Reiki Master, and a Certified Meditation Guide. She was working for Mystic Fitness in Framingham and hosting wellness workshops on the side up until COVID-19 shut things down in March. She is currently teaching yoga virtually. She started Holistic Wellness Group in January 2020 to combine her background of wellness and media production. She believes that encouragement and a supportive attitude are crucial to learning, that we are all on this path to wellness together. So, Caitlin, welcome to the Mind Over Food podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So we heard just now how you kind of got into yoga and wellness and, and that sort of thing, but talk a little bit about um, how you decided to start the Holistic Wellness Group. So I had been thinking about doing it for a while. And um, what I really wanted to do was offer the wellness techniques that helped me that I wasn't, I didn't know that they existed. So I wanted to have a place where someone could practice yoga work on meditation, learning about Reiki, holistic nutrition. So this was a place that it's a a place that I was looking for at the time. So I wanted to offer this to other people. And I started just holding little retreats. This was back when I started this in January. And then (laughs) once COVID happened, I said, okay, I'm going for it. (laughs) So I just slam. (laughs) Exactly. So it was a nice push. And I'm so glad that I did. I've fallen in love with combining media and wellness. It's I love it. It's the perfect it's the perfect move for you because you have all this experience in media and all this experience in wellness and you brought the two together. That's kind of like what I did with Mind Over Food, where I had, I don't know, not professional experience, but, um, you know, just years of my own experience for, with fitness, nutrition, that sort of thing. And I was a cognitive therapist, so I had all this experience there and I could combine the two. So it's a really, really perfect. So tell me what some of the stumbling blocks you had to overcome to kind of get into this wellness field. So I had always been drawn to yoga, okay, um, but I didn't think that I fit the, the mold of what you needed to be, to be able to practice. And what was, what was that in your mind? It's, um, someone that was really flexible, someone that, um, I don't like the body type would be like a thin person. Um, and 
I guess, confident. <laughs> that was something that I, I assumed you had to have all that. And um, as you mentioned when you were reading my bio that when I was struggling after having my daughter, I feel like I, I let go of all those fears <laughs> and I, I needed to find that place. And then I realized once practicing yoga, it, you don't have to be anything but yourself. And on the mat is where I started to gain that confidence. And um, I want to make sure everybody knows that you can find your version of yoga, your version of wellness, um, and it might look different than someone else's. I think that's such an important point that you make that we're talking about media too. It, it feeds us a lot of images of what a yoga, and I'm using, for my listeners, I'm using little air quotes, a yoga, a person who practices yoga should look like and should be like and what qualities they need to have to um, practice yoga. And, and that's so true in, in all aspects of our lives that one of the things that holds us back is these, these perceptions of who we are and who we should be if we wanna do X, Y, Z. Um, a lot of my clients will say, oh, I'll do that once I lose weight or I'll wear that once I lose weight. And it's backwards, right? Yeah. And so you started to um, get into yoga. Did you make other lifestyle changes as well? Yes, I started getting rid of processed foods in my diet. That was huge. Um, and I had always dealt with anxiety. So I avoided meditation because I... <laughs> figured I wouldn't be able to sit still and I didn't really understand it. And um, once I just sat down, now I just take little moments of the day and just have a meeting with myself. That's all it is. <laughs> That's great. And, and I'm in, you know, I'm home now with my daughter, and my husband all the time. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I can yep. still find those moments with everything happening around because that's reality and that's all it is. And it's really helped with my anxiety. Also working with Reiki, doing energy work. I, I include that in my meditation. That's really just um, time for me to check in with myself. And that helps me for the rest of the day, throughout my week, through my life now. So um, and whenever something, an opportunity came up that was related to wellness, I just checked it out and see if it worked for me and picked things up along the way. And I'm continuing to do that. That is such a great point that it's really not one size fits all and to kind of have a really open mind about it and what your journey was, what works for you might not be right for somebody else. And to kind of try to kind of, um, you know, try different things and yes, um, to have trial and error and find out what works for you. And that can be in every aspect, including nutrition, which I'm not a nutritionist. Uh, I talk a little bit about nutrition. I talk about, you know, your eating and how dogmatic people can get and they get really dug in about it. Can you, you are a holistic, a uh, certified holistic nutritionist. Can you talk about that a little bit about how you, you talk about nutrition in the context of, of that? So when I, 
<laughs> I, I started that certification for myself <laughs> and See? for my yeah. family. Um, yeah. And because uh, I wanted to figure out how could I manage, you know, making my own food, you know, all doing all the prep work and everything, but still have a life outside of it. And um, I grew up in a home where we had a lot of home cooked meals and my mother was working at home with us. So, and now I'm bouncing around doing so many different things. So I went to this, did this certification and it helped me figure out that just whole foods in your house is key. And um, what works doesn't necessarily work for other people. And we really experimented with recipes, types of food, cutting out certain foods, bringing different foods back in. And I feel like everyone should do that. Don't assume the way you grew up or the way you're eating now is how it has to be. Oh, that's, that's really, really good advice to, of course, more often than not eat those whole foods, eat the least, the less it's processed, the better, but also to include those foods that you love so that you don't feel deprived and um, you don't feel like you're being left out. (laughs) Absolutely. And also that um, realizing that some foods you may love, but they actually cause issues with you physically or mentally and emotionally. And Mm -hmm. that was amazing to figure out just, and that's something I wish for everyone to figure out for themselves, really, you know, I really love this type of food, but I always feel either down after or I feel, you know, I have heartburn or whatever, right? Really exactly, yeah. taking, um, taking all your body is telling you <laughs> what right. it needs and what it does not want. Like you said, it's for you, you know, it's really, really gauged to you where some people love tomatoes, can eat tomatoes all day long. And some people, and it's like, well, it's comes out of the ground. It's plant. It's a plant. It's a vegetable. It has nutrition, all this wonderful nutrition, but it might not sit well with you. Um, And I also think that's a great motivator as well, that when people realize that they actually don't feel physically well, or, or their mood takes a dip, if they can make the connection between certain foods, that's a real motivator because if it, if it literally, if you were literally allergic to that food, you would avoid it Yes, because it would kill you, <laughs> but um, you can avoid foods if they make you, like you say, heartburn or something like that. It's a really good motivator to avoid those foods. Yep. And like you said, not cutting out things that you love. Yeah. Um, my mission when anyone asks me for recommendations is to say, just include more foods in your diet, more whole foods and just whatever's, you know, if you're still hungry for that, you know, a dark chocolate, I, that's part of my life. So I include that. So uh, I agree too. I know it for me, it's like, if I don't get that, that square or two every day, I feel like something's missing, you know? Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's, just like all the, the aspects of wellness is finding what works for you, experimenting and not being so judgmental about how you react. Like maybe yoga doesn't work for you. It didn't seem to work for me years ago. I don't know how I approached it or it wasn't right. So I did other things. So um, yeah, open mind and finding um, a lifestyle that you've you're happy with, you're excited to wake up and eat that delicious meal and take care of your body and have those quick meetings with yourself. 
yeah, how do you, you know, counsel your clients about getting excited about nourishing their bodies? Because right now, I know a lot of people are using food for comfort, um, among other things, and uh, and it's totally understandable, right? It's totally right. appropriate right now, but it may be impacting our mood or um, and definitely impacting our health. Um, what would you say to those people who are like, you know what, I can't even think about it right now. Yes. And I completely understand that. I dealt with it too. When all of a sudden we're stuck at home and you can't get, pick out the, you know, the delicious looking produce that you always did before. So I would suggest small steps. It could be breakfast, just focus on breakfast, have that prepared the night before, you know, have your overnight oats or have a fruit salad ready to go or a yogurt, just focus on one thing and have compassion for yourself. This is an odd time and this is our new normal. So you want to be strong to get through this and strong for your family and strong for yourself. And that means taking little steps at a time. That's all you can do. <laughs> and if Baby some steps, days yeah. you don't do that, okay, wake up the next day, try again. That's all you can do. That's right. Self-compassion is so important. You know, we're so good at beating ourselves up when we make a quote unquote, I got my air quotes up again, mistake that then we just beat ourselves up and it doesn't help <laughs> at all. It has a negative impact. Why not? Why not just, I like to laugh at myself. I think that that is the best way I kind of go. I call myself Friedman and I go, oh, Friedman, <laughs> you're so funny. My daughter's boyfriend brought um, Laffy Taffy and I ate some of that. And I mean, I ate a little bit of it, but I'm like, you're so hysterical. You ate that Laffy Taffy. <laughs> I mean, that is funny. And then you move on. Right. Exactly. And you have yeah. you gather up those tools that, that you can return to. So when you have a bad day or you overeat for the week or whatever it is, mm -hmm. then your habits that you're starting to pick up, whether it's yoga, Pilates, going for walks or focusing on your breakfast, return to those techniques and keep on going. Your body remembers and there's no there's no track that you fall off. You're still you, you're still going along. So don't think of it as this, like, I'm, I worked so hard. I failed. It's over because I did this, that weave that into your journey. You think of all the times you messed up, you know, like you said, in quotes, um, even something like job wise, I can think about, I was fired from a job that I worked really hard for. And at the time, it, I was so discouraged and devastating. And, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. years later, I could say it was the best thing for me. It changed my approach. It changed, it changed everything. Um, so at the time though, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now when things like that hit me, I go, okay, okay. You know, I can still have that time to be sad, but there's not falling off of anything. I'm still here. I'm still moving forward. I really like that because I actually do, you know, it's really good advice because I actually do use that metaphor of being on track or off track. And it's a, it's a helpful metaphor, but it, it's unhelpful because when, you know, something gets derailed, that sounds very, very final. And it sounds 
very, you know, endpoint. And so you're not getting derailed. This is, that's part of, that's another step in the journey. Some steps are harder than others, but, you know, just put your, another foot forward, another foot forward. So that's really, really good advice. So, you know, right now, more than ever, we really need to engage in self-care. And that's kind of really why I started this podcast series where I'm interviewing all these really interesting people about um, their wellness journeys and what they, how they cancel their clients about wellness. But so what's your particular point of view on, on self-care? I mean, we talked about nourishing the body a little bit and that sort of thing and doing yoga and meditation, but, but do you have a particular philosophy or do you have certain tips and tricks that you like to talk to your clients about? So um, up until recently, I always thought of self-care as like, okay, at the end of the week, then I'll get to me, I'll take some time. And that cannot, <laughs> that does not work. So <laughs> right. every day, just like that small little change you can make in your meal, um, you need to have something for you that it's something, maybe it's just having that fuzzy sweater that you love when you wake up in the morning, you lay that out on your bed the night before, or you really love, you know, fresh blueberries, making sure you always have them in your kitchen. Simple things. It doesn't have to be, I go to the spa for the day. That's, that's, I mean, <laughs> we know. Oh my God, won't it be great when we can go to the spa though? <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> so those things are, th those things like the spa or whatever, pampering yourself, those can be additional to your life, but the self-care is really, you know, everything from things that you love, things that make you feel good, things that helps your body, that should be a part of your day. And whether it's a morning routine that I, you know, you have a nice moisturizer, take the time to massage that into your skin and actually thank your body, appreciate yourself create little rituals and same thing like everything else try something and if you go this doesn't make me feel this doesn't bring me joy move on find those small things that every day uh, i like soft things i'm bringing that up like socks like having nice socks <laughs> having oh, that wonderful yeah but having those simple things so it doesn't have to be huge but when you get up you have your you know if you love tea you have your tea ready to go so just one thing can bring you a little moment for yourself, feeling good. And then you deal with all the other stuff that's going on in your life. So it doesn't have to be big. And, uh, but rituals, I think really help. Same thing, just like having those wellness techniques when you're stressed out that you have those things to go to. This, this makes your life extra special when you have that moment that only you know that you like to do this one thing or you like to stand in your kitchen and look out your window while you drink your coffee. Simple things. So I think the big thing is making it, making those small things into your everyday routine. Yeah. And then, and realize those small things are huge for you, right? You know, yes, that if up. you just think they're small and, you know, stupid little things, but they really are huge and they do add up. I, I actually encourage my clients to make a list of go-to things when they, because sometimes when you're in it, and you're feeling kind of crappy or you're feeling a little bit hopeless, which I'm going to reiterate is very normal right now. Um, although we, we are seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. 
to make a list to go to that list and go, oh yeah, really? You know what? I'm going to go sit down and knit for five minutes or something like that. Or I am going to make myself a cup of tea. That's one for me. Tea is like really (laughs) huge. I love it, but, but not, you know, also not to use food to soothe yourself you know, to think, oh, comfort food. I, I, I have an issue with that word, comfort mm-hmm. food, because yep. it, the comfort is very temporary. But um, those are some really, really good examples and some really good advice. So, Caitlin, why don't you um, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you if they're interested and if they want to learn more about the Holistic Wellness Group, where should they go? So you could just check out my website, which is holisticwg.com. And there is links to all my social media, email, phone number. Um, And I'd be happy to speak with anyone about what I do. And also, I know a lot of people that do similar things in different styles. So I'm happy to pass, you know, give you some recommendations to other places and people that do similar things, but in a different way. And is there a place where they can see like maybe your classes or your workshops online or live even? Yes, thank you. I do offer live classes and I also offer classes that are on demand. So reach out to me. I'm happy to pass on a sample and I would love to have you attend and join me. That is really wonderful. And uh, just to let my listeners know, you can find that link in the description of this podcast. Well, Caitlin, it has been so wonderful to speak with you. This has been really fun and really interesting. And I, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast with Caitlin Willis from Holistic Wellness Group please visit my webpage at mindoverfood.com if you'd like to listen to more of these Quick Bite podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about Mind Over Food or are interested in one of my free 15-minute consultations, please visit my website or email me at andy at mindoverfood.com. You can also contact me on Facebook at facebook.com slash mindoverfoodtraining. And I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening to Quick Bites by Mind Over Food. I'm Andy Friedman. Keep an ear out for more Quick Bites coming soon.